bigger the closet, the more crap that you can throw in it. And there's so much crap in this closet. That's why it's the best recording place ever, because there's shit on every wall. So it's very acoustically padded. I couldn't have a recording studio in my closet because it's the size of a coffin. Like a coffin is roomier <laughs> than my closet. It's the truth. That's scary. Okay. Well, my list of things I'm watching is going to be incredibly short, so I'll just go ahead and do it. Uh, my daughter and I have been watching Only Murders in the Building. We are up to episode six. And that's it, because I actually read a book, which that's big for me. I like to read, but I don't normally do it, because if I have time, I would rather listen to a podcast. But I actually read a book, and it was great. It's called Fourth Wing. I forget who wrote it, but... Uh, it's about dragons and fantasy stuff and it's totally up my alley and it was great and it's a little bit spicy in some parts if you know what I mean you should check it out if you're into that kind of thing but anyway that's it I watched some things and I read a book actually I read two books so just saying (laughs) wow okay (laughs) just saying and all um so you're always trying to one-up me Tiffany it's been a bit so, since we've recorded. It's been like yes. a little bit. So we, yeah. I had time. It's not like I got it all done in a week. Well, that's true. Because I'm looking at my list of stuff that I wrote down that I watched. And I was like, I watched that a long time ago. I watched You're So Not Invited to My Bat Mitzvah. <laughs> it's an Adam Sandler thing. So, you know, it's kind of Adam Sandler-esque. But it's not because it stars his daughters, whose one is really obnoxious and she has a giant mouth. And I just don't like it. And then the other one is just kind of sort of obnoxious. And it was... If I was younger, probably if I was a tween or a teen, I would really enjoy it. I enjoyed it enough as an adult that I was like, okay, it was cute. Uh, The one that, dude, stop everything and go watch this on HBO Max. It's called BS High. It is so good. Um, I heard about it on TikTok. Thank you, TikTok. And I ran right out and watched it. It's a documentary and it's about football, but it's not about football. It's about this guy who creates this school so many air quotes i wish this was a a visual podcast (laughs) but um he creates this school that's supposed to be like this pipeline for football players to go right into the nfl because there's actually a school out there can't think of it now because i'm not a football person but there's a real school out there that the like it's the academy or something where they are like they pick the best football players in the country and they bring them to this high school and then pretty much all their classes are like learning how to play football and then they go directly into the nfl like, they immediately get drafted. Like, their first-round draft picks are always these kids from this academy place, I think. I can't remember that's the name. So this guy says he's making this thing, but he's making it for those kids whose, like, grades are bad or who've been in trouble or are coming from bad families or, you know, something like that. So it's so he has these people buy in, like, pay all this tuition. Meanwhile, he's housing these kids in, like, the Holiday Inn and not paying the rent and then moving on to the next place. And he's feeding them out of dumpsters. And it's like Ugh. crazy. Or skipping out on the bills. Or taking them all to the grocery store to steal. <gasps> it's insane. It's insane. It's so crazy. The shit this guy got away with. And spoiler alert. He's still doing it. He didn't get in any trouble. He didn't do anything legally wrong. Holy crap. Yeah. It's. Oh my gosh. Cut that part out. But it is so good. It was like. <laughs> even, even the girl. Because the girl on TikTok. She watches all sorts of stuff. And I occasionally find her in my For Your page. And she was like. She's like. I watch everything. 
she's like, this, my jaw dropped at the end. And for real, it does. It's crazy. And this guy gives you all the access. This guy is the biggest, he will tell you, he is the biggest con artist that's ever been. And he's talking directly to the documentary crew like, yep, I'm a con artist. And he's like, destroyed these teens' lives. Now, because they went to his school, they can't go on to real schools. They won't let him. They won't let him. Oh, my God. It's crazy. It's crazy. So, anyways, there's that. And and then, um, like, HBO Max must have purchased, like, the HGTV. And they purchased, like, another station. There's a bunch of shows on there that are, like, from another... um, service like a channel that i can't think of off the top of my head right now but there's another one on there they're all on there now oh i think like that like amc or something but ugliest homes in america it's got retta from parks and rec who i love she's the host and she goes to all these different ugly houses in america and then they they say there's a bracket system and then one house wins at the end and they do a room makeover on it it's always the house that needs the least amount of work always wins (laughs) of course the one that doesn't have the crazy structural stuff. Like, there's people mm-hmm. that, like, live in a hobbit house. Like, there's all this crazy stuff. They're not going to redo those because they don't have that kind of money. So they do whatever. So you know who's going to win. And then my littlest and I just watched this. I don't know if it just came out today on Disney+. Plus. We watched Elemental on Disney+. Plus. Who knew Disney+, Plus was making rom-coms? Because it was cute. And it was a total rom-com. So, there you go. We'll have to check that out. And it's a cartoon. It's a cartoon rom-com. Just so we're clear. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh, and I read a book. I read two books. Oh. Did you... You want to talk about those books? Are we a book podcast now? I can say them them really quickly. Then I watch... I watch... See? I don't do this. (laughs) I read... I know, right? I read The Marsh King's Daughter. It's really good. They're making it into a movie with um, Daisy Ridley and... uh, Can't think of his name. Anyways... It was really good. And it's um, the book. I don't know if they're going to do it in the movie. The book is set in Michigan's UP, which incredible. Oh, and I didn't oh. know that when I picked it up. So it was really good. And then um, I watched, I, I read <laughs> one of the books that I, I've been recommending books to my students. And I had heard a lot about this author. So I wanted to read one of their books to recommend it. So I recommend The Girl in the Locked Room. It's a spooky, creepy one. But it's very like fifth grade. It's very quick fifth grade read if you're into like, or if you want to have some for your kids to read. It's spooky. It's creepy, but it's good. I'm trying to get my son into reading. So maybe I'll have to see if I can find that one. We've been going to the library and I've been making him check out a book and read a book every week because he's not a book person. Is he not a reader? Would he do better no. with like uh, books that read to him? Like a, something like that? Mm, probably not. He's just, he would rather play video games basically i i have so many i have so many that refuse to read like they act like 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 i've poured acid on them because we had to read for 10 minutes a day and i got them into epic today which is a app for teachers and i think your parents can do it too and it's all but they have a whole bunch of read to me books they have a bunch of auto auto, what's up what's the word not I know audible. Uh, I was gonna say audible. What is the audio audio books audio audio books? There you go. I was like books on tape. That's not a thing. I anymore. mean, it's <laughs> still sure, but that, yeah, that's a good one. And then or or if you're doing like a graphic novel, it'll show you like all the things. So that's nice too. So oh, right, he and loves those. It was the quietest fifty minutes of my life this afternoon. <laughs> I can't even tell you. It was so great. Anyways. <laughs> All right. Well, I am so excited to talk 
about this with you. Uh, let's get into this. Hello, everybody. My name is Kelly, and I'm here with my friend Tiffany. Hi, Tiffany. Hello. And this is That's the Original Podcast, the show that talks to you about streaming stuff. You know, you know why you're here. You're here for Cruel Summer. We are all here for Cruel Summer. This is season two, episode five. It is called All I Want for Christmas. I have so many thoughts. This show, my God. It's just straight ridiculous. It's like the dumbest thing. I laugh out loud. Like, and un- unintentionally funny. Yes, it's unintentionally I'm like, exactly. funny. I'm like, I know this isn't supposed to be funny, but I'm cackling. All right. So let's get into this. So the on-screen text tells us that this takes place, or, you know, our three time periods are July 25th, 1999, December 25th, ah, Merry Christmas, 1999, and July 25th of 2000. Okay. In the good summer, Isabella is writing a letter to Lisa. She's like, everybody is so amazing. And Luke is so sweet. He's a real American elf. I mean, boy. (laughs) Anyway, today we are all going to Christmas in July. You'd make fun of it with me if you were here. Then she looks up at a picture. We are going to assume this is Lisa and her standing in front of the Eiffel Tower. I was like... Okay, that looked like the worst Photoshop job <laughs> since Luke's fake ID. It looked really bad. I don't know if it's real or not, but it looked Photoshop. They don't have real money to go in front of the Eiffel Tower for a <laughs> Polaroid. No thanks. You know they cut out their picture of them in front of their like local pub or whatever and just glued it to a postcard of the Eiffel Tower. Then she attempts a contemplative look that's just not something, that's not in Isabella's repertoire. But she is interrupted by a message popping up on her computer. It's Luke. And he says, hey, gorgeous. Psyched to see you later at the Christmas in July. And his screen name is L. Chambers 2000. Oh. So original. So he must have just got that screen yeah, name. he just got that. So it's Christmas. Happy Christmas. Megan has given Isabella a scrapbook of all their super fun adventures together in Chatham. Lily is sitting on the couch beside Isabella with absolutely no concept of personal space. She is (laughs) so close to Isabella. She also has a hideous bow in her face or in her hair. And I said in my nose, she has a hideous boy in her hair. Oh, she might. Luke, are you there? (laughs) I'm kidding. You're not hideous, Luke actor. You're not hideous. Isabella tells Megan that Santa left hers behind the chair over there. So Megan runs over and she briefly hugs Debbie, who has now come into the room. She's like, hey, mom, get out of the way. Let me get my present. (laughs) It is the latest, greatest LCD monitor for her computer. Megan doesn't say anything. She doesn't even look up. And Isabella's like, oh, no, is it is it wrong? The guy at Circuit City told me this was what you needed and I was like oh R.I.P. Circuit City I have that in my notes too (laughs) I love Circuit City pour one out for Circuit City pour one out yes Megan says it's great it's just that it's so expensive and Isabel's like well yeah but I'm rich and I wanted to get you something amazing Megan gives her a half-hearted thank you and she's like I'm gonna go set it up Isabella looks gutted because Megan is absolutely the worst friend Mm -hmm. ever. The whole premise of this show is supposed to be like this tight friendship, right? Ride or die. I don't buy it. Megan's 
horrible. Megan is right right underneath the bus. Like, I don't... Yeah, right or kick her ass under the bus. So, I wanted to make a note that this was literally me and Tweed's first Christmas together. He bought me a bull of a watch, and I made him a scrapbook. I was like, holy shit, this was me and Tweed. Except for I was way more appreciative of the watch than this bitch, Megan. Anyway, she takes her shit and she just leaves. She's like, bye. Bye, I'm going to be gone now. Merry Christmas. Okay. In the green times. I'm so glad I get to do this part because this enraged me to no end. In the future green times, the front page of the paper's headline says, Megan Landry, person of interest, pregnant. Not a single complete sentence in sight. Who is editing this friggin' paper? What the and fuck? And the comma usage. The comma usage. Why? Ugh. Oh, my lord. We, I mean, I worked for a newspaper for eight years and everything had to be a complete sentence. Anyways, Isabella is apparently reading this paper because she balls it up. She's mad. Because her lawyer apparently gave this information to the cops. They, she told the cops that Megan is, was pregnant. And this lawyer lady, Elizabeth, whatever her name is, says she's forced to after they found Isabella's bag in the cabin. And Isabella's like, somebody planted it there. Somebody who might have been pregnant at one time. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> so she says that the money in the bag were still in the airstream before they found Luke's body. And then they disappeared. So someone is trying to frame her, goddammit. Lori says, well, all the more reason we need to stay a step ahead of them. We both know you have a lot to hide. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. So back in the summer happy times, Megan is working at the bar and she's waiting on the, I go back and forth between calling him the Google guy and the Apple guy, the computer Yeah, the billionaire tech rich guy. Yeah. So she's waiting on him and he's picking up food or something. And she's like, I gave you extra mustard because I know how much you like it. And he's like, cool, we're best friends. And then he leaves and he gives her a big old tip because she knows him so well. You know, extra mustard. Dude, it's just mustard. Mm. Calm down. <laughs> so Isabella's watching all this. And then she's like, asked Megan, so is something going on between you? And I was like, she's just waiting on him. Not everybody's trying to fuck everybody, Isabella. Calm down. <laughs> and Megan says, no, he's just lonely and he needs someone to talk to. About mustard, apparently. <laughs> and she's and I'm the only one with the patience to put up with him so he won't let anyone else serve him. And then they leave the bar. And I was like, she left right in the middle of her shift. She's like, peace out on the mustard. Bye. <laughs> and she's the only one that's patient with him. And I was like, he didn't even ask for the fucking mustard. Like, how how hard of, like, a person is he to wait on? Right. He didn't even ask for anything. But okay, whatever. Oh, in the winter times, Megan has absconded to her bedroom. And as I suspected, she is Ferris Buellering her grade from a C to an A. Isabella walks in and Megan quickly shuts the computer off. Isabella says, I know it's too much, but you deserve it. Please show me where and how Megan deserves any of this. She doesn't. She doesn't. Never. Nope. Not anywhere. Isabella notices a wrapped present on the desk and she's like, oh, is Luke coming over? And Megan's like, I don't know. We never really made a plan. And Isabella asks if things are better between her and Luke and... Megan says, eh, yeah, not really. Isabella asks if Megan wants to go check out the Christmas lights in town. But Megan says she has to work. And Isabella's like, uh, it's Christmas. I thought we were going to hang out. And Megan says, well, I picked up an extra shift because I need the money. But we will totally hang out some other time. Okay, okay. Well, it's technically Christmas Eve. They told us that in the beginning. So why are they all exchanging presents on Christmas Eve? Uh, 
They said this is December 24th. Well, this was back when, like, we did Santa. So, like, my mom would give me presents, and I would open up, like, stuff for my aunts or whoever, and we would do that Christmas Eve. And then I would also go with my dad to his side of the family, and we would do presents on Christmas Eve. And then Christmas Day would just be Santa stuff. But I, I kind of do all, all over. We do, we've done both. We'll split it. Sometimes we do Christmas Day. Sometimes we do Christmas Eve. And now that I don't do Santa anymore, it's just like it doesn't even really matter. Okay. Um, in the bad green summer, Megan is sitting on the stairs outside of her house. Isabella walks over, sits down. She tells Megan she's sorry. Megan's like, how did you find out? And Isabella said she saw the test in her bathroom on New Year's. Like, Quit throwing your pregnancy tests in the bathroom right. trash if you don't want your BFF to find it. Megan bitches at her about digging through her trash. Isabella says they were in a bad place and she wanted to know why. By digging through her bathroom trash, like she, what did she think? She was going to find like a pad and be like, oh, that bitch is on her period. <laughs> I knew she was acting weird. Obviously, Isabella's got a thing for digging through trash. She dug through trash last episode, too. Yeah, she's into it. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's a dumpster diver. <laughs> Megan blames her for the story in the newspaper, and Isabel's like, well, hey, that was not me. That was all my lawyers doing. Megan's like, yeah, right. But Isabella says that she would never have done that because ride or die still means something to me. Why, Isabella? Cut and Hi. run. Cut and run. Isabella says, you can hate me all you want, but we're in this together. The more they find out about you the night Luke disappeared, the more they find out about me. Megan starts whining about how their friendship died a long time ago. Yeah, like literally the first day you met each other because <laughs> this friendship is, sucks. Then she just chat them goodbyes. Just walks off. The line, our friendship died a long time ago. There's nothing you can do to resuscitate it. And I was like, that 12-year-old girl is really going for it. Oh, she loved that. She's like, yes, resuscitate. That's so good. She's like, this is very witty. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Oh, God. Okay, back in the summer when I guess people were happy. I don't know. These people suck. I don't know. Megan and Isabella are driving, and Isabella, this is always the time where Isabella has to, like, pull out all the questions. And she's asked, uh, Megan, is Jeff joining them today? And she says, no, he's spending the day with family. And Isabella wants to know if they've made things official yet. Megan says, no, he's cute and smart and nice, but I don't think he's my soulmate. And Isabella's like, Luke doesn't like seeing the two of you together. Are you sure there's nothing between you two? And Megan's like, what? And she's like, well, it just feels like you guys have more of a vibe than me and Luke or you and Jeff. I think it's just maybe Luke and Megan. And Megan's like, no, we're just friends. But like, what? Why are you saying that? <laughs> Isabella says, well, you can tell me if you have feelings. And Megan's like, I don't. I, I don't. I don't think I do. I don't know. So they pull in the driveway and there's a strange car. And they go to walk in the house. And Debbie is sitting at a table with this young man. And she says, Isabella, you have a visitor. The guy says, surprise. And Isabella's like, Trevor. (sighs) Yay. And they hug. And he says he had a layover in Seattle. And he only had her address, so he couldn't call. And Debbie's like, he was just telling me how you guys know each other from Switzerland. And Isabella's like, yeah, he's Lisa's older brother. (laughs) You know, my friend that I talk to all the time. Debbie tells him to stay for lunch, and Isabella is not feeling this visit. She's like, oh, God, please don't stay for lunch. So Megan's so loving this. She's like, oh, Isabella has a friend. Yay. Uh, She's like, bring her to Christmas in July. And Isabella's like, no, cheesy Americana is not Trevor's thing. And he's like, well, a year ago I said the same thing about you. 
Isabel's like, well, I don't think you have enough time before your flight. And I just, I don't think we should do this. And he's like, I can make time for you, Isabella. And she's like, great. So it's super awkward. Terrible, awkward exchange for between these people. I immediately knew who he was because, I mean, they made it painfully obvious. Yeah. Okay. So in the winter blue time, Debbie is baking or rolling out dough. I don't know what she's doing. And... (laughs) said she's kneading dough Why? on the kitchen table. Why? Okay, okay. You have a counter? Okay, whatever. So she asked Isabella if she's going to go ice skating with Megan. And Isabella's like, no, Megan's going to work. And then Isabella asks Debbie if she's heard anything from Steve. And Debbie's like, oh, we are taking some time apart because, <laughs> you know, his kids did sex tapes and my kids and it's weird. So Megan comes downstairs and she's all dressed up and she's carrying this present. And I'm definitely not going to work. Definitely not going to work. No. And Isabella turns and says to uh, Debbie, you know what? I'm going to go check out the Christmas lights. I was like, in the middle of the day. It's the middle of the day. Who has their lights on? And then she asks to borrow Debbie's car. Because this is just Chatham. It's like, we just, there's lights on in the middle of the day. They're super pretty. Go check them out. Mm That's what we used to do, you know, Christmas Day, load up around 11 a.m. and just go out looking at Christmas lights. So, okay, strap in. We are at Christmas in July. I had so many question marks. <laughs> I have so much to say. All right, so we're with Megan and Isabella and Trevor, okay? Isabella is wearing the tiniest little Santa hat that is sitting like a skew on the side of her head and I'm gonna come back to that I just need you to picture that in your mind as we are going through Christmas in July this whole time she is wearing this ridiculous tiny little Santa hat okay nobody else is wearing a Santa well late I mean later right now it's like a headband (laughs) or something like it's got that it's like like the reindeer ears at Christmas it's a Santa Uh hat And it's, it's a little oh, yeah. cocky Santa hat, so. <laughs> I can't. Oh, Trevor's like, remember that time we went to a nude beach? And Megan was like, wow, a nude beach? And Isabel's like, it's not as sexy as it sounds. There are people there you don't want to see naked. Naked. Wow. Naked. Dolly. Naked. Dolly just came right out of me. Naked. Naked. Naked, naked, whatever. Megan asks where Trevor lives now, and he says he's going to university in London, except for he doesn't have an accent. But They you know, never have like, accents. None of these foreign kids no. have accents, but okay. Nope. Megan sees Luke, and so she runs off, and Isabella takes this opportunity to confront Trevor about what he's doing there. He says he's been looking for her for months, and then he makes fun of her preppy clothes. Just then, Luke runs over, wearing a Santa hat. Everyone let that settle in for a minute. The elf on the shelf is wearing a Santa hat. He looks just like the cartoon. I can't explain to you how I literally almost died at this moment because he does look exactly like the fucking elf on the shelf. I swear the director was like, okay, please put a Santa hat on him. Please put a Santa hat on him. I just just really need, I need this in this scene. Please just do it for me. It totally makes, you know what we should do? We should totally go, we went to Christmas in July. Yeah, let's put him in a hat. Oh, my God. Okay. So, uh, Isabella reluctantly introduces Trevor to Luke, and he looks less than thrilled. He, like, automatically dislikes Luke. Luke automatically dislikes him. Bad vibes. Luke asks if this was a planned trip, and Isabella's like, nope. 
total surprise. And Trevor says, I just wanted to see my girl. To which Luke replies, that's a long way to come. Luke literally just met this guy. How does he know how far he came? He could have come from two towns over, whatever. I was like, and then they pull out a ruler and measure their dicks because that's what we're... That's what we're doing here. <laughs> Isabel and Trevor are sitting at a picnic table now, and Megan and Luke come over with corn dogs. Trevor immediately calls Isabella out about eating meat. She's like, what happened to being a vegetarian? And she says she changed her mind. Eating things with a face is fun now, actually. Okay. And then some of the weird rando friends that we don't know their names, really. Uh, do you know any of these people's names? Nope. Nope. Trevor's like, come on over. Join us to party at this picnic table. They're all dressed up like the scene from Mean Girls where they do the dance. Oh my god. Yes, they are. Oh I don't think that they're they're like pretending to be that. I think that, that the director's like, you know what would be cool? This is how girls dressed back then. So they're all dressed as this. <laughs> I didn't even realize that, but that Santa one in particular yeah. is like exactly the thing that she, that, yep. And then Christmas in July is just like a flea market at the dock, because that seems like that's all it is. Yeah, with some Christmas lights. And they're selling corn dogs and calling them Yule Logs. Okay. There's not a lot that goes on in Chatham. I think they just got to really, you know, make the memories where they can. I don't think anything goes on in Chatham that doesn't happen at the docks. Like, that is all they got going on. That's true. That's where we are. All right. So in the winter blue time, this is like the quickest thing ever. We just see Megan driving through the woods, and it is very much Return of the Jedi with the Ewoks. Like, the the whole fight (laughs) in the woods for the Redwood Forest. That's She's just driving with her little hatchback through this woods as fast (laughs) as she can. I was like, this is very Return of the Jedi. And Isabella is following her hot on her heels in Debbie's car through the woods like she can't see me if i don't look at her she can't see me it is like yellow jackets where they followed jeff to the compound yeah they like just cover our faces no one will know we're here see us back here so back in the green times megan is now telling debbie that she thinks she needs to tell isabella to leave she's like they are facing murder charges and why wouldn't she at least stay at a hotel with and i'll wait Okay, maybe this is my thoughts. <laughs> I was like, she does that mean she needs to leave. And I was thinking, uh, yeah, because they're facing murder charges and she could at least stay at a hotel with her lawyer. Like, right. this, this is, is like getting a very murky. of interest. Yeah. yeah. Megan says she can't be around Isabella anymore. And Debbie's asked if Isabella is the one who. And Megan says yes. And I was like, oh, oh is, Meg, is Isabella the one who leaked the story about her being pregnant? And Debbie says, so it's true. You were pregnant. I wish you would have told me what happened. I'm always here for you. And we get no answers. And Megan's like, are you? You're trying so hard to stay neutral that you're forgetting I'm your kid. And you need to pick a side. Debbie says, I'd do anything for you. And Megan's like, if that's true, pick me. And I was like, Megan is such a pick me. She's totally a pick me girl. Oh my gosh, she's such a pick me bitch. So back in the summer past, the gang is all here at this Christmas thing. And Luke is asking Trevor when the last time he and Isabel saw each other. And he says five months ago. And Isabel explains that, oh, by the way, Trevor is Lisa's brother. And when she met Lisa at boarding school in Switzerland, they ditched in the first five minutes that they met each other. And I was like, that's commitment. Trevor says, yeah. And then Lisa brought Isabella home for fall break that year. And that's how we met, blah, blah, blah. And then Isabella's like, so anyways, I already started planning ditch day for school this year. And who is coming to see see the Backstreet Boys in Seattle in October? Why is a foreign exchange student here in July? This is like just occurred to me. (laughs) And they, they come during the school year. 
And why is she planning? She is planning the ditch day before school even started. Nobody even knows you. Like, (laughs) the teachers don't know you. Well, the principal's going to know you eventually, but not right now. Yeah, real well. Real well. So Trevor is more upset that Isabel likes Backstreet Boys and doesn't like Moby anymore. And I was like, nobody like Moby. Pretentious people like too. Moby. I said that too. I said, who likes Moby? Oh. It's the same people that like Coldplay. The people that are just wrong. They're wrong about their whole lives. <laughs> <laughs> Isabella says it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. And I was like, okay, honey, what's your cat? Mm. Tell me more. Trevor says, well, your mind seems to change with the wind. And Luke's like, well, maybe her taste improved. Maybe she likes candy canes now. Uh-huh. What you can do about it? <laughs> and this is when Trevor says, wait, how long have you been here? And I first thought he was asking Luke, like, <laughs> why did you get off the shelf? Why did you? Shouldn't you be watching some little kids and reporting back to Santa? I mean, let's be fair. He probably is watching little kids. Anyways, um, (laughs) so he's talking to Isabella and he says, wait, how long have you been here? I don't know when you left since you didn't say goodbye. And Isabella's like, you know who my parents are. They don't give me a say when it's time to move on or, you know, after I've done something terrible. And my lawyer says it's time to go. (laughs) I said she's been Chatham goodbying since before chat. Yeah, she invented she, it. Chatham yes. just picked it up from her. In the blue sad winter, Isabella gets out of the car because they have, you know, finally arrived wherever Megan was going in the woods. And she's walking and walking until she gets to a cabin. And I think we're supposed to think this is Luke's cabin. But Megan knocks on the door and ha ha! fooled you it's the weird hacker guy's cabin and that's who megan has brought this gift to which i think it's hot chocolate that's what i have so many questions uh uh-huh and they go into his cabin together okay back at christmas in july still because this is like the pool party this never ends the girls are joking about spiking the hot chocolate and trevor's like wait you still drink after last winter and luke's like what happened last winter trevor now realizes that they have no idea what happened luke's like what what happened what happened last winter tell me tell me tell me isabella's like oh i got this um i got arrested for public intoxication yeah and uh urination after getting too drunk at a club in Ibiza that is what happened and I got kicked out of school and that's the real reason I had to leave Europe Mm -hmm. that is true and everyone just thinks this is hilarious and Megan asked Trevor if that's true and he's like yep that's totally what happened then he's like Isabella can we go talk somewhere and so they walk off they're now walking on the docks and Isabella's like, look, I can't tell them what really happened. And Trevor says, so what, you move here, you start a new life, pretend nothing happened. Your parents wouldn't tell me where you were. I'm starting to think you were hiding from me. She says, you're the only person I wanted to talk to. I missed you. And he says, missed me so much. You replaced me with that Luke guy. You've been here two minutes and you're acting like these people are your best friends. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like that is a thing with Isabella. She latches on. There's something missing in her life. Like, oh, I don't know, like basic love and affection and attention from her family, maybe. She needs a bestie. And and it doesn't even matter if the bestie treats her like shit. Isabella says, well, Megan is my best friend. She means a lot to me. <laughs> this is where I said, I know this is a serious conversation, but 
Isabella in this tiny Santa hat. I cannot, I cannot take any of this seriously. I'm just staring at that stupid freaking hat. Why couldn't she take it off to have this conversation? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, she says, I can trust Megan. I can be myself around her. Then she tells him he shouldn't have come. He says he's glad he did so he could see what really matters to her. And she says, last winter was a mistake. We shouldn't have kept it from Lisa. I wish I could go back and do things differently. And he says, me too. The police had so many questions about that night. And there have been rumors. You left. You didn't even call. I needed you. And she's like, I'm sorry. I love you. And then she kisses him. And of course, this is the moment that Megan walks out behind some building to see what's taking so long and sees them kissing. And she is seething. I rate. I rate Megan. I mean, is uh, this the point uh, where Megan's just like, I am just going to be angry for now on. Like, life. This is going to piss <laughs> yep. me off. So back in the winter blues, Luke brings the bell at Debbie's house and Isabel lets him in. She's like, thanks for coming. He's like, I'm just happy to be here because my dad is a dick. It's like, <laughs> okay. So Isabella tells him that Debbie and Lily are at a cookie exchange and Megan, well, you know, Megan, something's wrong. She's like, he, she used to tell me everything. But now she's hiding things from me. And shutting me out. Luke's like, yeah, she's kind of been kind of bitch to me, too. Why are we friends with her? Um, <laughs> and then Isabel, like, drops the hammer. And she's like, I just want to tell you that Megan snuck out today. And she was acting like she had a heat secret. So I followed her. And I was like, doesn't sound crazy at all. Keep going. So back in the summer, as you know, Isabella and Trevor had this big kiss. And he just shoves her away and says, I love you isn't going to cut it this time. I need answers. And Isabella tells him to go. And she chat him goodbyes. This is where I have, I just realized all the serious conversation is happening with Isabella wearing a Santa headband and it is ridiculous <laughs> because, yeah. In the green future, Isabella is washing dishes and Debbie tells her, um, don't do that. We'll do them later. And she says, we should chat. And Isabella's like, oh, here we go. She's like, I didn't mean for the news to get about, about the pregnancy, but my lawyer went rogue. Debbie's like, I've told you before this is your home, but I think it's best you stay somewhere else until all this plays out, you know, because it's really not your home. You don't live here. Isabella's like, okay, I'm already packed and Parker is on her way to get me. By the way, I'm, I'm, I'm out of your hair in like two seconds. But um, there's something under my bed that Megan wanted to get rid of. You should ask her why. Chat him goodbye. Then, like, they do this quick flash to Isabella's in her in the airstream, packing and crying and just breaking down. Because, oh, my God, I have to, like, go be a normal person now. Okay, so back in the blue winter with Isabella and Luke, she is telling Luke that Megan went to the tech guy's house, like, willingly. And Luke says, well, I mean, what do you think they're doing? Isabella says, look, ever since that dinner at your house, it's like she's jealous of us I really miss her and he says she'll come around she always does so apparently she's just regularly a bitch and then everybody has to wait for her to just calm her tits and then it's okay again until the next time she loses her shit so just then Megan comes back home Luke hops up to hug her and say hi and Megan gives Isabella the stink eye Isabella asks how her shift was and she's like uh it was fine great tips you know those holiday tippers and Isabel's like mm. <laughs> and then she chat him goodbyes so back at Christmas in July after Isabella has told Trevor to leave and stomped off she's walking back to the festivities when Megan intercepts her and she demands to know what that was about Isabella says I was just trying to say goodbye and he tried to make it more it was just a slip up Trevor and I are done for good 
Luke walks over, still wearing his dumb hat. There, everybody's wearing their dumb hats except for Megan. He's like, "Oh darn, is your friend gone? Too bad." Anyway, you good? And she's like, "Yep, never better." And then he asks if she wants to go to the cabin, and Isabella looks at Megan for permission almost, and she's like, "Yes, go. I'll get a ride with someone else." Isabella is like, "Are we still gonna hang out later tonight?" And Megan's like, "Sure, Jan. Fine." Well, Megan drove them there. So they obviously took her car. She's like, I'll get a ride with somebody else. And I was like, oh, Megan. Like, well, <laughs> once again, freaking Megan. Okay. Oh, I love to do this part because it's my favorite. In the summertime. <laughs> so dumb. That's the hashtag for the show. It's so dumb. In the summertime, Isabella and Luke are making out at the cabin. And she's telling Luke she's sorry. She wants him to know that Trevor's not a part of her life anymore and he won't be back. And then Isabella shoves him down and pulls out this giant condom out of her pocket. It's seriously he the size it's seriously the size of a Lipton suit packet. It was huge. <laughs> and he's an elf. Like you could have got one of those finger thingies and you'd been good. <laughs> no offense after the place, Luke. <laughs> seriously. Okay, all the offense, whatever. I don't care. He he's probably a fine human being. He's probably, probably. he's probably he's probably perfectly proportional. I don't know. <laughs> Actually, anyway. I don't want to know. That's fine. <laughs> no. <laughs> so she pulls up a Lipton soup packet and she's like, let's make gravy. <laughs> no pressure, but if you're ready, we can bang. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, in the winter blue time, Debbie is in the airstream. These are my air quotes. Collecting laundry. When she... <laughs> I literally have it in air quotes, too. I said, i.e. snooping. She's going through Isabella's drawers collecting laundry. You're crossing the line here, Debbie. And she finds stacks of unsent postcards to Lisa. This is, of course, because Isabella is always lurking. She walks in and and Debbie (laughs) asks, why haven't you sent these? And Isabella says, oh, Lisa is traveling. Um, I'll send them all at once when she docks in St. Bart's. That's what we do when the other one is traveling. Debbie says, that's smart. Oh, I haven't seen you get any letters from her. And Isabel's like, oh, that's because I've been beating you to the mailbox. (laughs) You silly drunk lady. You never had a bed before noon. She's like, well, I just never thought I'd have another friend like Lisa. Megan's like a sister. By the way, the last few days have been different. She's pulled away. And Debbie asks if she's talked to her about it. And Isabel says, well, I tried. And Debbie says, don't worry. She'll come around. She always does. And I was like, this is just code for she's a bitch. She's always a bitch. We all know how Megan is. She's a bitch. All right. I was like, are we ever going to see a moment or a time when this friendship was sister-like? Because we haven't seen it yet. I like, I want to know where this bond became so strong so far all we've got is that drunken night when they were laying you know head to head and giggling about getting into the club or whatever that's the only like happy time i've ever seen oh and eating the gross candy yeah where where does the sisterhood come in anyway after sexy time in the cabin in the good summer isabel and luke are laying in bed together luke's like that was incredible was was it for you yeah yeah and she's like totally Mm mm-hmm and it was his first time, so it probably took like 15 seconds, but sure, it was great, Luke. Then he starts talking about how ever since she got to town, it was like he was living in the Matrix before, and he took the red pill. And she's like, that's so sweet, right? I think. It, I don't know. And 
the red pill is the one that takes you out of the simulation and into the real world. So like now he is in the real world before he was just like going through a simulation, man. Isabella says Megan is obsessed with that movie too. And then she gets up to leave because she promised Megan they'd hang out later. Bye. In the blue winter, Isabella comes into Megan's room. She's reading a mystery book. I don't know if it's the book that Isabella gave her from the beginning. I don't know. Isabella says, you and your books. If I ever need help burying a body, you're the one I'll ask for help. Megan says, get a shovel and some lye. And Isabella's like, "What? what's lye? And Megan says, it's a chemical that speeds up decomposition. And they're like, oh, this is the weirdest conversation ever. How about the monitor? I'm really sorry. That was too much. And I understand how it probably made you feel uncomfortable. Megan says that she knows Isabella meant well. Isabella tells her goodnight and leaves. She actually closes the conversation and then leaves. What? 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 Very grown I didn't up. even know they knew how to do that. So in the future, Green Summer, Isabella's in the hotel with her lawyer, and lawyer is on the phone and says, gets off and says, the Paris office called, and the sheriff has been digging around asking a lot of questions about St. Bart's. And Isabella's like, isn't that your job to contain it? Because my parents give you, like, lots of money. And lawyer's like, I've tried for the last year, but sooner or later someone's going to talk. It's only a matter of time. Dun, dun, dun. So back in the happy summer, the bright summer, Megan is looking at Luke's fake ID on her computer when she gets a chat from the Babbage Cabbage guy again. <laughs> and it says, thanks for the extra mustard. How was Christmas in July? And I was like, oh, it's Google guy from the bar. So we had to bring, that's why that mustard conversation was important. Mm. And Megan says she had a few candy canes. <laughs> P.S. Have you ever <laughs> hacked the feds? And this guy's like, of course, it's a rite of passage, but be careful or before you know it, you'll cross the Rubicon. I was like, I don't know what that means. I don't know. I was like, I, I don't, gleaming the cube. <laughs> That's the first thing that propped into my head. I was like, a skater movie? Anyway, Did you notice what her screen name is? No. She codes 82. That's probably the year she was born, right? Yeah, probably. Okay. So okay. Isabella walks in and offers her a drink and Megan says, so you and Luke at the cabin, do you guys have fun? And Isabella's like, yeah, we did. And she's like, well, I want to tell you that when you saw me with Trevor earlier, I wasn't cheating on Luke. So please don't tell him that. I was trying to be a good friend to Trevor. And then Megan's like, well, she gets it because Isabella is one of her best friends she's ever had. And I was like, how? Like, you barely know each other. I know. Isabel's like, it's okay. And Megan says, you know how you asked me earlier if I had feelings for Luke? Well, here's the thing. When I saw you and Trevor together, I thought for a second that things might not be over between the two of you. And I was happy. Is that a thing people can have is like happiness? Because all I have is what? bitch feelings. And I don't know how this works out. <laughs> and I'm not supposed to be happy. I'm supposed to be sad and lonely all the time. And Isabel's like, I don't, I don't get it. And I was like, bitch, what part don't you get? I don't understand. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Megan's like, I meant that maybe if you're not that into Luke, because um, I think I am. And Isabel's like, oh. And I'm like, sorry. And Isabel's like, no, no secrets. And Megan's like, you guys are together. <laughs> we pretend this never happened. <laughs> Too much sugar today. <laughs> Candy canes and hot dogs and <laughs> Santa hats. Uh, <laughs> you silly goose. Oh, I said that uh, she said she was trying to be a good friend to Trevor with her tongue, you know. Mm, that's mm -hmm. that's how I show my friends that I care. 
in the blue winter, Isabella is in the airstream. She looks out to the main house because she knows she's always creeping. And she sees the light goes on inside. And so she goes in and finds Megan in the kitchen. Megan tells her that actually, to be honest, the monitor is awesome. And Isabella says, I know. And the photo album, that was awesome too. One of the best gifts I've ever received. And then Isabella tells her good night. Megan tells her Merry Christmas. And then that's the end of that weird scene. That scene they're playing that... Did you notice they're playing all the small things, but it's a girl singing it, and it's really slow? Yes, I thought it was really good, I looked though. it up. I as, it the great. band is called Middle Kids. I don't know who what that is, but I really enjoyed it. Anyways. Yes, I did, too. Yeah, you're right. In the good summer, Megan finds Isabella in the kitchen. Isabella says she's been thinking about what Megan said. Luke's fun and all, but I'm not really interested in a relationship right now. I, like, I'm a student of life. So uh, seeing Trevor reminded me of that, and... She thinks Megan and Luke are meant to be because Megan's her best friend. Megan's her sister. So, of course, she's going to give up Luke for Megan. In the bad green summer, we're steamrolling towards the end of this episode. Megan is sitting at the kitchen table when Debbie comes inside with the mail. She hands Megan a letter from London. It's from Trevor. And he says he's sorry he didn't fill her in sooner. But when he heard Luke had drowned, he had to contact her. Inside the envelope is an obituary for Lisa. Freaking called it. Lisa's dead. And an article from a newspaper about how Lisa drowned in January 1999 in St. Bart's. Also, how... On earth does Isabella think her lawyer is going to keep something under wraps that was clearly in a newspaper well, somewhere? I like I paused and I zoomed in on this newspaper because I was quite concerned. One, it's a newspaper article from Gustavia, written in English, written in English, <laughs> sure. and then it's and then it says that there were questions about how a young, healthy girl could drown in such a busy public area. And I'm like, okay, but I think it's important to say. Back in that summer past when Megan's like, uh, Isabel comes in and says, okay, well, you can have Luke. And I've been thinking about what you said. And Megan says, I thought we were taking the blue pill. And Isabel's like, what? And, you know, pretend it never happened. Uh. <laughs> it's from the Matrix. And that's when Isabel's like, I guess you guys are soulmates. Fuck. <laughs> you, do you want some Lipton soup packets? <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Oh, I thought Luke did not drown. No, he, dr- he, he drowned. He'd been drugged. He did drown. And there was, like, a shot had, like, gone past his ear, like, grazed. Right. Okay. It's been so long since we've actually delved back into that that I I didn't even remember that. Yes. Drugged with the thing we were thinking about, the mom's medicine, maybe. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. All right. Well, there you go. That is the end of that ridiculous episode. My lord. The next one's called The Plunge. Ooh. Maybe The Plunger. Maybe the plumbers are back. <laughs> the Plunger. Okay. Well, tell us. Do you, Christmas Yes, gifts? that's exactly what I was going to say. Do you do your Christmas stuff on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day? You could tell us, like, what's the best Christmas gift you've ever received? Because for Isabella, it was a scrapbook of, you know, Chatham. I wonder if it was a scrapbook of, like, every channel we buy. It's just a picture of the backs of people's heads. Yeah. <laughs> when I was younger, we did, like, when I was little, we, on Christmas Eve, um, we could open one present, and it was usually, like, a present, like, my sister got me or that I got her. Like, we could open those. 
or like one present. I remember one year we opened presents and we both got the Annie doll, which is like the Barbie doll oh. from the Annie movie. I still have it somewhere. I think somewhere. And then we each got the broken locket from Annie because that was a very big <laughs> movie back in the day. And then on Christmas, when I was little, Santa did not. I hope my youngest isn't still awake. Santa didn't wrap presents. So those were just would be laid out and then I'd have presents from my parents. And then now as an adult person, Santa comes on Christmas Day and then we open uh, presents from each other after. We don't do anything on Christmas Eve usually. Um, usually well, Christmas Eve, I usually, they all get like Christmas pajama pants yeah, or that's and something like that. Or a book or we get a movie that we can watch together. That's about it on Christmas Eve. But it also depends on when my youngest goes to his dad. So I had an aunt, Margie, and Margie started shopping for Christmas gifts on December 26th. She had a bedroom in her house that was dedicated to Christmas presents. And she would literally Christmas shop for all of the family members for 12 months out of the year. So when you would get your Margie gifts, that's what we call them, our Margie gifts, you'd get like 20 or 30 presents per kid would get 20 or 30 presents. So I would basically spend all of December just like opening up a Margie gift. I'd be like, can I open up a Margie present? My mom'd be like, sure. Because it was always like socks, a stocking hat, some rubber bands. Like, I mean, it was never like anything extravagant. It was, they were all Margie gifts. And so you'd have like a ton of presents under the tree, but like a third of them would be from one person. R.I.P. Margie. Pour one out for Margie too. You in Circuit City, Margie. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Living it up. She's probably up there in the Circuit City in the sky. Oh, she's Good shopping day. at the Circuit City in the sky. For Christmas presents. It yes. all comes back. All right. Well, yeah, you can tell us about your Christmas traditions. Anything you want to tell us, really. Tell us how ridiculous this show is. See if, if you agree with us. And you could tell us any of these things in so many different places, like where, Tiffany? I would love to know if you have a ridiculous Santa hat that you <laughs> wear jauntily on the side of your head. Please tell us. And, uh, send pictures. You can send us an, yes, send pictures uh, to That's So Original Podcast. Uh, let's try that again. At our email at That's So Original Podcast at gmail.com my there brain broke <laughs> or in the, go to our website at that's so original podcast.com you can check out our awesome memes at that's so original podcast on facebook and instagram uh if you want to go to the artist formerly known as twitter where twitter has gone to die mm-hmm. um you can go to that so pod on i don't know x-rated we're, we're there we're watching PG, it burn to the ground know. yep whatevs and then uh yeah i think that's it oh yeah. no it's not what, you what? need to like us and yeah. review us on itunes you need to go to some spotify anywhere you get your podcasts give us some stars give us some likes give us some love we need the love i'm very lonely yeah. send me some love that would be fabulous <laughs> okay yeah that'd be great that would be great you should do that you should absolutely do that you can do that in so many places except for circuit city because you can't do it there anymore anyway that is all we have for today we will be back next time with more of this bullshit and yeah chat them goodbye chat them goodbye boom boom out my back already halfway out the door i'm gone gone this is how we do it this is how we do it